Hey guys, this is Hunter Farrell with the Smyrna Churchman Fantasy Football League Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Farrell, joined by a um, first-time guest in, uh, as far as the week previews and reviews, Jake Island. Jake, how we doing? Doing doing very well. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. So yeah, Jake has just been, uh, after complaining about the power rankings, he's finally made his way to uh, to the top of the power rankings, so I'm sure they're a lot better now, aren't they? Yeah, all it took was, you know, drumming me by 70 points until Lamar Jackson puts up 40, uh, 42 points on Monday Night Football, so that way I can lose by a respectable 35 points. It's one of those things where the grass is always greener because now I feel like the boys might get a little content with where <laughs> we're at, but, you know, we'll take it. I mean, you know, when you've had a championship drought as long as yours has been, maybe... Maybe that doesn't happen. You know, that's, you're absolutely right. So, um, but uh, uh, I gotta say, it does feel like 13 so far this year. <laughs> so, <clears throat> we're gonna talk about. Sorry, I'm gonna choke to death. <laughs> so, uh, it sounds was, like. Was that funny, <laughs> no, it wasn't that funny. It's just some guy caught in my throat. This is <laughs> this this is good. This is good podcasting. So, uh, we're. <laughs> We're going to break down week five. We'll break down week six. Um, uh, break down trades that have happened this week. Waivers, all that good stuff. Um, so, Jake, we'll start off with our matchup. Um, yeah, you put up the most points in the league um, by by a good nine points over Tyler. Had Brady that just decided he wanted to throw a touchdown every time he dropped back. Uh, Jamar Chase and Nick Chubb just being studs as they have been. If like everybody for your team scored at least like 10, 15 points, even your defensive players. So, uh, so what what do you take away from that matchup? What like what did you learn about your team from that matchup? Uh, anything that surprised you? Um, I was. It was just good to see Brady get back uh, to where he's been at really surpassed that after uh, he kind of let me down the week before had his lowest week so far in uh, week four and I'll, you know what I lost by like one point so that was good um, but I gotta say it must have stunk to watch Lamar Jackson hang 40 and still need another 40 to win <laughs> how did that feel uh, I mean I can be honest I didn't watch any of Monday Night Football um <laughs> Because I was playing Mac in another league, and he has Lamar Jackson, and he need, all he had to do was score more than three points, and he was going to beat me. And this was after I forgot who Mac had on Sunday Night Football. I think he had Emmanuel Sanders going against me. He catches two touchdowns, so I'm giving up, and I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not going to win this matchup. All I can do is make it close. And Lamar Jackson puts up forty, and we lose, and I still get drilled. Uh, you know, just just a terrible week. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought I started off good with Matt Ryan, you know, on Sunday morning. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I felt good. And then, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a bum on Sunday Night Football. He gets hurt. Uh, you know, Chris Godwin's all right, but DJ Moore has a bad game because Sam Darnold turns into the old Sam Darnold. Uh, it was just it was just bad all around. I can't find a defensive lineman that can get more than one point, two, more than two points a game. Like, it's... it's Things are getting looking rough for the Soul Steelers. I, I had my retirement speech ready and everything. Uh, yeah, the, the, all I gotta say is the night is always.
always darkest before the dawn, Hunter. Uh, so keep your head up, man. I think Alex may need that more than <laughs> more than I do, which which is our next uh, next matchup. So uh, the Pummeling Pooh Bears improved to four and one, and are actually first in the standings um, based on points scored, I believe. Or did the no, have you him? No, has, no, not on points four. Has he beaten you? So has he beaten you? He did. He does have the head-to-head. That, well, that was kind of what I was going to say. Is Neil must be living right because <laughs> two weeks ago, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. me by a point, and what it took was Brady having his worst game of the year so far. And then this week, uh, Mahomes has his worst game of the year and beats Alex by less than a point. So, yeah, I mean... Like I said, Neil's living right, so. Yeah, he's, he's living. Neil's number one right now, for sure. He's winning by the skin of his teeth, that's for sure. Point, like, they could take away an assisted tackle from one of Neil's defensive players, and he loses by point oh six. He's kind of got that uh, Team of Destiny vibe going on right now, and, you know, sometimes that's really hard to stop. And uh, I know we talked about it in the group message as far as, uh, the hypotheticals, but I mean, there is a. I mean, <laughs> I would say the chances are one percent. Like I put in the newsletter, that Alex would have a winning record based on his week's performances against the whole league. So you would think if his team keeps performing the way that they do, that um, he'll he'll win some. Like he'll. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. But um, well, we still got a long way uh, till the end of the season. But even you know, if Alex, let's say Alex finishes in the bottom four, which isn't a guarantee, um, and he does not end up with the most, or excuse me, not bottom four, uh, bottom five, and he doesn't have the most points for, I still, like, just even being in the situation right now, five weeks in, it makes me glad the rule we put in place, I just think it was the right thing to do, uh, you know, just to keep everybody engaged, I don't know, I just... I like our, our decision this offseason. Yeah, I'm kind of worried. <laughs> like I said, when I'm like Alex's last place and he's going to be in the sixth position, I'm like, uh, he's going to be the last playoff team. I'm like, man, that's going to be a lot of, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of work on my end to try to explain to ESPN. That, no, the, the team that is in the last place is in the playoffs. They're going to be like, like, yeah, you're going to have to contact uh, someone for about that, but. But, I mean, Alex's team is, I mean, is good. You know, he's got Mahomes. Yeah, he's got Mike I'm, Williams, who's a stud. His record is totally jacked up. I mean, his, his team is good. He's definitely in the top half, if not top, like, you know, three. I don't know. His team is good. It's no joke. Yeah. Um, in the lowest scoring matchup of the week, we had uh, Mac edge out Winchester's worst. Um, Michael, after uh, skinning out, uh, getting a win against me by less than a point, um, you know, Michael's Michael was at the bottom of the the power rankings mainly because his teams keep kind of putting up stinkers. Um, yeah. Stafford hasn't been, you know, amazing. Hopkins has kind of been quiet. Cooper, <laughs> even with as much points as they put up, still still not great. So, yeah, for this one, I look at a couple players. One for Michael, Saquon getting hurt early. Yep. Uh, yep. That 
was very unfortunate after point nine points. Nine yards. And then I thought a really uh, heads-up play by Mac with Alexander Madison. Um, slipping him in there because for most of the week, it looked like Dalvin Cook was going to play. And, you know, if you weren't watching right before the noon games on Sunday, like, I'm sure there were a lot of leagues where Dalvin Cook got played because people checked it, like, the day before. I had a I had a guy in the other league play Dalvin Cook and Calvin Ridley, and he still won. <laughs> well, that guy's living even more right than Neil is. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I thought playing Alexander Madison was a savvy play, and he got rewarded. You know, he had another good game filling in for Dalvin Cook. So... That was what that game came down to. And they won by what? 14 points. 14. So you look at Saquon scoring virtually nothing and Alexander Madison at 23 almost. That's the difference. Yeah. Um, next matchup was uh, was was another nail-biter uh, by less than a point as well. Uh, Mike, uh, who has been quietly had a really good year. Um I think a lot of people. I think a lot of us on draft now are like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about uh, Mike's team, um, but I mean, Jonathan Taylor was a absolute stud on Monday Night Football. Mike Evans got in on some of Tom Brady's love. Josh Allen went off on Sunday Night Football. But I mean, you're looking at Richard's team. You're like Eckler goes <laughs> crazy. Uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, has an amazing game. You're literally like James Robinson getting a, like one more carry away, which Urban Meyer just must really hate James Robinson uh, to give Carlos Hyde as many carries as he gives him. But you're you're really like one James Robinson carry away from from winning that game. Um, yeah, I mean this one, it was like every player either boomed or they busted. Yeah, that's for sure. Like you either put up thirty or you put up six. I said those are two quiet teams that um, I feel like got off to bad starts or got off to unlucky starts yeah. and have really kind of moved their way up into uh, you know the middle part of the league where they're both you know in the playoff or the yeah, early playoff hunt. For sure, you know if a couple guys get real hot, then yeah, definitely within striking distance. And uh, I mean Richard, uh, uh, you know that Devonte Adams trade. Uh, which I'll talk about in a little bit is yeah. is, is wild, um, but right there. especially after I'm this performance. The timing of that trade, to be honest. You yeah, know, well, going to Alex, but like you said, we'll get later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll dig into that. And then the last one um, uh, with the second highest scoring team, uh, real a real bounce back. I think after I don't know if Tyler lost his first two games or um, what it was, or maybe he beat me on week two. But I think he was putting together a PB and J for the first <laughs> couple of weeks, and then now he's eating it. Yeah, he's uh, he's eating it. So he had Herbert, which you know had the best performance in fantasy football as far as the quarterback position goes. Yeah, um, Zeke team on his back there. Zeke is uh, killing it. You know, he after Tyler wanted to trade him after Thursday night football against the Bucks, he's been really solid catching the ball, getting tons of carries. Rodgers was, was pretty solid, and, you know, he's just pretty solid all around, giving them such a good performance. Uh, Ethan, 
is just really trying to ride his studs. Uh, Derrick Henry, <laughs> I mean, like uh, I mean, like Tyler said, it's it's tough to go up against Derrick Henry when he's playing the Jacks because you just know he's going to go off. Three touchdowns is nothing to nothing to sniff at. Uh, DK Metcalf having a pretty good game. G- Gibson got in the end zone, but just not enough from Ethan. And I think he did a good job getting Gibson kind of uh, solidifying his RB2 spot, which is which was definitely a weakness of his coming out of the draft. But uh, just not enough, just not enough from this week. But 133.04 is going to win you. I mean, it's going to win you one, two, three, uh, four of the matchups this week. So not 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 too bad. Yeah, yeah. He's probably looking at that Derek Carr game, seven points. Yeah, that that's killer. Wishing he had that back, but. All right, so that was your uh, week five matchups. Now we're going to talk into about some of the uh, recent activity in the league. So um, I guess we'll talk about the trade that just happened first First off. Um, it's already processed. Um, so Alex is trading Ryan Tannehill and Debo Samuel to Richard for Devontae Adams. So, um, like we, like you mentioned earlier, you don't really like the tiling of this going up against Alex this week. Uh, what are your thoughts on this trade, just just in general for both teams? Um, I would say for Alex, it's a better trade than it is. I would give the the win, I guess, to Alex because you know we all know Alex has like fifty five quarterbacks and. Um, so, you know, he's still got, it's not too big of a drop-off, or I don't even know if it is a drop-off, because it looks like he was starting Carson Wentz maybe in the first place. Um, and then, at that point, it's basically Debo for Devontae Adams, and I know Debo has had a little bit better of a year so far, but you look at Devontae Adams' track record, it's it's pretty likely that he's going to finish the year ahead of Debo. And then also keep in mind Debo with his quarterback situation, it's, you know, getting interesting. So I would give the edge to Alex here, but also looking at Richard's team, I see why he did what he did. Um, you know, Richard, what he waited until about the 30th round to <laughs> take his quarterback. So he needed some quarterback uh, depth, and then also you look at Devontae Adams' drop-off to Debo. It is a drop-off, in my opinion, but when you take into account that you got a quarterback, and probably you know a quarterback that could be a steal, he's the 21st-ranked quarterback right now, but what was he last year? Ryan Tannehill was easily in the top 10 last year probably around 5 to 10 area. So I see. I, I think it's a good trade all around, but I would give the edge to Alex. So, yeah, um, my, my real concern is just I don't – you never you don't know what you're going to get with Debo going forward. Um, you know, like you said, maybe, I don't know if Jimmy G comes back. I don't know if they decide to go with Trey Lance if he's healthy. Um, though it does appear that if Trey Lance is in, then it, they're not going to uh, pass the ball nearly as well. So 
it's definitely a it's definitely a risk on I feel like on Richards' part to trade uh you know like a receiver that you know is going to be top two top three top five for sure um but you know this is kind of like you know super flex is bringing in new strategy because uh obviously this trade would never be made last year but you know getting getting a quarterback like Tannehill, uh maybe if he gets aj brown and julio back consistently then it could end up uh working out really well for him but um yeah i said you never like you say like trades are won or lost right there but uh kind of you have to kind of take a, into account like what what guys need and you know then you can never really tell until kind of the end Absolutely. of the year yeah the super flex has definitely like affected everything way more than i thought it would yeah um so it's been really interesting all in all i like it but so looking at waivers, um, <laughs> an un, un uh, like a waiver claim that I didn't even think about until I was trying to put in uh, out a player today was Quill Herbert. Um, Neil dropped Naheem Hines to get Quill Herbert, and now it looks like Quill Herbert is going to start on Sunday because Damien Williams just got put on the COVID list. So. Neil just stole a starting running back for zero dollars, at least for this I did week. Not even know that. He yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Khalil Herbert. I tried getting him in both of my leagues that I'm in, and uh, Neil had him here, and I was like, man, what a pickup by Neil! I got him for zero dollars. Maybe, maybe with Neil, it's it's not just that he's living right. He's out here grinding on the. I'm, I mean, heck, he was in Florida last week, and, I mean, he's still, you know, staying on top of things. Hey, it's a grind. He's, he wants it. <laughs> um, some other things of note, um, you know, uh, Alex Collins being dropped by, by Mike. Um, that could be a potential guy, but he picks up from Andre Stevenson, who... Um, Patriots fans uh, may be seeing more of him if Damon or if Damon Harris keeps having the fumble issues that Belichick hates and uh, the the rib issues. Uh, Kadarius Tony, you pick him up for eight dollars. I fuck, that's a very good pickup for that price. Um, I, was, I was a little surprised I got him uh, at eight dollars. I think maybe the punishment for uh, punching a player maybe that stuck in people's minds like, is he gonna be suspended? Uh, what's going to happen when Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton come back? Uh, or how long is Daniel Jones going to be out? Is Mike Glennon going to be yeah, attempting to throw the ball? Especially the other injuries. Like, the Giants are super banged up. In you know, you got Daniel Jones and you got Saquon, but you also got other receivers that all year have kind of been in front of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he kind of got more opportunities this time around. So it's like, do you think he's going to basically jump jump them to a certain extent to get more opportunities, or do you think when they come back from their injuries, they're just going to take right back over? I kind of feel like most of the time, teams, when they spend a number one draft pick on somebody, uh, or first round draft pick on somebody, they give them a lot of opportunities. Uh, unless your name is Trey Sermon, so yeah, uh, that was kind of why. I don't know. I, I did eight dollars. I 
I mean, the the skill is there, so maybe they just find more ways for him despite who else is healthy or not. So definitely, definitely worth the eight dollars. Um, the big one, uh, Devonte Booker for twenty dollars uh, by by uh, Michael is a big pickup. You know, Saquon Barkley is going to be out for a little bit, and Booker uh, received a lot of the carries there. Um, Mike picked up Daryl Williams for sixteen dollars with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire being out for, for um, at least three weeks. Um, you saw Henry Ruggs get picked up, not Henry Ruggs. Dawson Knox get picked up. Henry Ruggs dropped for six dollars. Um, so, any thoughts on those three transactions? Um, I have absolutely no problem with Michael paying twenty bucks for Devontae Booker because. Even if Saquon Barkley comes back, you know, very soon, um, he's super injury prone. So it it could be a you know big pickup. And you look at Michael's free agent dollars remaining; it's not like he's out. Yeah, he's, uh, he's doing pretty well when you look at like the rest of the league. So he's he's not like wasting all his money. Um, Yeah, I said, and we're pretty used to Mike spending a lot of money here early, which is definitely, like, I mean, he's committed to that strategy season over season, ever since we've had Fab, that um, if guys get injured and backups have an opportunity, I'm going to spend my money on them because you could hold all your money till the end, and what are you going to do with it? And so. then, you know, at the end, nobody gets hurt, and then you just have, you don't use any of your money all year, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, Go ahead, no, it's my brother. It's really interesting, like, you look at the the five dollars remaining and you range from thirteen dollars to a hundred, so Yeah. Somebody's gonna wait till like uh, somebody gets a season ending injury for sure and they're just gonna go eighty bucks on a guy, I'm assuming is uh, you're you're <laughs> said you've done more research on the fab than I have. Um, but we're gonna move dollars yeah, left is even. Oh, okay. Well, that's a bold move by Ethan, but I'm ho- hopefully he's got a plan. I uh, think, uh, you know, Ethan proved me wrong, but I think it's more about not checking the waivers than <laughs> strategies. So. I don't know. He, he does a lot of talking for not one day hey, the I league. Hope he proves me wrong. I hope I'm wrong. We'll see. Um, I'm sure we'll hear about it at least. Um, looking at the poll that I did that I put out um, on the website, which I was like, man, I don't know if anyone's going to check this. I don't even know how to get onto it on the app. Um, I found what, it on the app. Yeah. Uh, it says, what matchup are you excited most for this week? We had the Farrell Brothers face off, uh, Mike and Mike, with that being Mike Preventure and Michael Harbor, um, Jake and Alex facing off, uh, what number one in the power rankings and last in the standings for Alex? Can he get on the right track? We had Edible Burritos versus PB and J's, and then uh, which is kind of like you know your food teams, and then we have Ethan and Neil um, in the last spot. And with three votes, three out of the four votes that were cast, uh, the Farrell Brothers face off when the 
uh, exciting matchup for this week. So getting into our matchups for this week, we'll start off with that matchup, the Soul Steelers versus the Schizophrenic Sauce, 3-2 and two versus 2-3. and three. Um, just since you're, you know, you're impartial, you're, uh, not involved in this matchup. What are your, uh, what are your thoughts on this, on this game? So I think you got Ridley who hasn't been as advertised and he's on by, you got Robinson who hasn't been as you'd hope. You do get McCaffrey back. Well, no, now he hasn't practiced today, and now they're saying he's doubtful for, for Sunday. Well, that makes what I was going to say even easier. Uh, I just don't think it's enough to overcome Kyler Murray and Cooper Cup against their matchups. And then don't sleep on mixing against Detroit. Um, I think I'll take the sloss in this one. The only hope, the only hope I think I have is if Kyler Murray is, uh, like I said, he's hurt, that he's not feeling 100. percent Last year we saw towards the end of the year that he is not as good whenever he's hurt, and that maybe he kind of comes down to earth, and uh, Lamar Jackson can just you know go off in a high-scoring game that probably won't happen against the Chargers. Uh, but like I said, with no McCaffrey, it's. <laughs> I, I've said, like, my, my two studs are McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson. And yep. without <laughs> without both of them, I don't, I don't feel like I have a very good chance in a lot of these games. So until McCaffrey comes back, um, you know, things aren't going to look too good, at least yeah. in my opinion. When, so When McCaffrey is hurt, you effectively have a team that didn't have a draft pick until the third round. Yeah, so I said. That's hard to win with. Yeah, especially when you're on that turn, and like I said, I took Omar Jackson, and he he's been pretty good, like you know, very good most weeks, but some weeks not very good. Um, and then like you said, like Allen Robinson, I think was my third pick, or no, I think I went, I think I went Clyde with my third pick. So uh, basically, two out of my three picks or first three picks are gone right now, which um, you know, never good. Allen Robinson was my fourth round pick, and he's a bum. So, uh, <laughs> just, you know, it's just rough sliding over here, but I figured that'd be that way without, without McCaffrey and, um, Mac is, uh, missing George Kittle, but I think he's going to be fine. I think he comes to four and two and kind of what I was afraid of is I'm going to take two losses to, to Mac and Jake, and I'm going to find myself, uh, deep in a hole in the standings being two games under 500, but you know, uh, one more week in the season, We'll see. We'll see what we can make happen. The next matchup, and one that I was uh, excited for as well, is your matchup with Alex. So this is currently going on as we're recording this on a Thursday night. Um, so you're currently up thirteen. Uh, he's got thirteen point seven. You've got fourteen point four. Uh, he's got Antonio Brown going, and you've got Javon Hargrave and Tom Brady going. Um, but despite that, despite what we already know right now, um, what are your thoughts on uh, your matchup? With, or actually, I'll go first since you know you went first on my matchup. Um, I think you got be. <laughs> I think you're probably pretty scared to be playing a winless team right now, especially when I feel like he's got 
some really good matchups. He's going up against. He's got Mahomes going up against Washington, uh, who has uh, not been able to stop a nosebleed. You've got Devontae Adams going, who's been a stud. You've got Mike Williams going, who's been one of the best receivers in fantasy football. You've got Carson Wentz going up against a bad Houston Texans team. Antonio Brown's playing pretty well right now. Uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. is probably going to get a lot of work against the Giants. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's probably not looking good for. Uh, it's probably a lot scarier than you would think an 0 5 team would look. Um, obviously, on your end. You got Brady, who's just doing whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Uh, for like DeAndre Swift, you know, him and Nick Chubb are very consistent out of your running back position. And if Mahomes is going to have a good game, then you'd assume that Tyreek Hill gets involved in that too. But um, like, this is, I think I give the slight edge to, to to you, but that's just mainly because you know Alex hasn't gotten in the win column, and you have. So, uh, what are, what are your thoughts? You know, taking out just total fantasy football luck, uh, I think I have very... I know Alex's team is 0-5, mine's 4-1. I think I have very little chance to win this game. Alex's team, like I said earlier, is no joke. Um, Out of the whole league, he's fourth in points for Russell Wilson, who, you know, has been a big part of my season so far, is now out for the weeks. Which also, you know, I don't feel like at this point I'm safe to start Tyler Lockett because I just don't think him and Gino are going to have the same connection. Um, Then you look at Alex. He's got Mahomes going against Washington, who, like you said, uh, isn't very good, to say it, (laughs) uh, to put it nicely, I guess. So... Then um, I thought I saw a chance. Debo was on by, uh, but no, he trades away Debo. Gets <laughs> going to be in the starting lineup. It's like he just traded away. Like he, he's just like, well, I gotta get a win this week, so we're just gonna. Yeah, and then you know Mike Williams, like Herbert loves him. I think huge upset alert. Alex is going to get on the board. He's going to get in the win column. And then, you know, the uh, it's going to get interesting because I'll be right back in the mix with everybody else in the standing. So we got to – it's a good good one brewing this year. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to keep keep track of this one and obviously starting off on Thursday Night Football with both of y'all having part of the Tampa Bay offense going. Uh, that's, that's exciting that's to, to keep thing. track I of. I didn't even think about that going, you know – making my notes, getting ready for this, like, Antonio Brown is canceling out everything Brady is doing, so. Yeah, but then you can make the argument for you that every time, like, Mahomes, unless he's throwing to Kelsey or one of the other receivers, then he's probably throwing to Hill, but, you know, it is what it is. I said if Gronk was back, then maybe takes a little bit off Antonio Brown, but only time will tell. Um, Next matchup we have is between... The Mikes, Mike and Mike. Um, two teams that are sitting in the middle of the pack right now, Michael 2-3, and three, though his teams have not been performing very well at all. And then Mike, who is 3-2, who has been kind of on the upswing. Uh, both of these guys got uh, one guy playing tonight, um, Mike Evans for Mike, and then uh, Shaquille Barrett for Michael. 
Um, what are your thoughts on this matchup between these two middle-of-the-pack teams right now? Um, on this one, I'm looking at the QB1 and the running backs. So, I think Josh Allen is better than Stafford. Mm-hmm. I think this week, I think Jonathan Taylor is better than Dalvin Cook. Especially since Dalvin Cook has just been missing for yep. whatever yep. reasons. Cook has been banged up, um, and Jonathan Taylor is hot after last week, and he's got a good matchup. Um, and then I think Williams is better than Gaskin. Those aren't, you know, the, well, oh, wait. <laughs> wait, what? Oh, wait, okay, so I got confused. I thought that uh, Williams might have been the guy that got... Uh, no, this is different okay. Williams. This is no, Daryl Williams. Back. We're back, okay. Um, yeah, so I stand by it. Williams, I think, is a little better than Gaskin, even though those aren't sexy names. So I give the edge to Mike P on this one. What about you? I said I give the edge to Mike. Um, like I said, Josh Allen going up against the horde Titans defense uh, scares me tremendously, and the fact that he's putting that with uh, combining that with Dawson Knox, and then you got Joe Burrow going up against Detroit. Um, he's got Justin Jefferson. Uh, Mike Evans isn't doing too well right now, but uh, like Jonathan Taylor going up against Houston, the only person that hasn't just gone off against Houston in the running back position is Damian Harris, and that's because he fumbled. So, um, kind of interested to see that Mike starting uh, Dawson Knox over Mark Andrews, but based on the past few weeks, you definitely can't blame him. Um, you got, uh, I mean, for Michael, like, you've got Stafford in a pretty good matchup. Dalvin Cook is hopefully going to play, but I don't really like Gaskin. I realize he went off last week, but um, if two is coming back, which he is, you don't know really what's going to happen. Um, and Tua, like I said, Michael starting Tua over over Kirk Cousins is pretty bold. Um, I know Jacksonville's defense is very good, but Tua is also, you know, coming off an injury. It's kind of scary. Cooper's kind of been all over the place. It kind of seems like it's been Ceedee Lamb's Ceedee Lamb's world. And then Hopkins is going up against a very good Cleveland secondary. Uh, or at least, like, they've been good as far as, like, you know, the pass rush is so fast and gets to the quarterback so quickly. The DBs don't have to cover for very, very long. So, um, and, and then you're just kind of looking at the past week's performances that Michael has not been performing very well. So, um, you know, if these trends continue, then uh, it looks like Mike P will get the better of him in the Mike and Mike matchup. Um, our next one we got is the Wasted Players and the Pummeling Pooh Bears. So uh, I guess the connection here is we got two kids cartoons uh, as the logos. Um, and you got the oldest versus the youngest. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, no. no. So if, if Neil listens to this podcast, I feel like his feelings are just, feelings are just hurt. Okay, I can get under his skin and jump him in the, in the standings. <laughs> so... Yeah. We got uh, Ethan, who's two and three, and Neil, who's four and one, first in the standings. Um, what are, What are your thoughts as far as um, this matchup? I'm looking at a couple of names. One of them on the bench for Neil, Alvin Kamara, is on by. Yep. Um, 
the other one is on Ethan's side and is in the starting lineup, and that's DK Metcalf, who I don't know if you were watching the Seahawks game last week after Russell Wilson got hurt, but Geno Smith was looking directly at DK Metcalf just about every single play and chucking it up for uh, for him to go win 50-50 balls, it felt like. Um so, I think DK Metcalf has a monster game and probably is going to get back to, you know, not that he's been bad, but, you know, he's been a wide receiver one, but I think he's going to be, like, in the top three wide receiver status, at least until Wilson comes back. Yeah. So, I give this edge to Ethan. I'm I'm very conflicted on this matchup. Um, Neil is I mean, there's a reason he's four and one. You know, Najee Harris has been a stud. Um, Dak Prescott has been very very good. Jalen Hurts, despite what his real life performance has been, his fancy football experience has been very very good. Um, Robert Woods got right though. Who knows if that continues with Matthew Stafford's love of Cooper Cup. Brandon Cooks has been really good. Thielen has still been pretty solid this year uh, so far. Um, Javante Williams is, I think, is a is a good player. Um, obviously, you'd love to have Kamara going here, but you don't. Um, I think it just kind of comes down to to me is that I feel like Neil has uh, the the higher uh, higher ceiling. I think his team is safer in this matchup. He's got two really good fantasy quarterbacks. He's got, um, you know, I think the, one of the better running backs, Najee Harris. And then you look at uh, Ethan's team, you've got Antonio Gibson going, like we, he's been all over the place. Uh, Baker Mayfield hasn't been very good statistically. Derek Carr, uh, the Raiders are a mess right now, so who knows how they show up, especially at Denver, a very good Denver team. Um, Keenan Allen has been good, but, you know, he hasn't been – the Keenan Island that you're probably expecting with Mike Williams being so good. So I just think it kind of comes down to, to quarterback play here. And especially with the matchups that are out there this week, I kind of give the edge to, to Neil. Yeah. I mean, good coins. Definitely uh, on the quarterback note. I mean, like I said, quarterbacks have definitely been, the well, the super flex. So basically, you know, quarterbacks yep. have uh, definitely made a bigger effect than I anticipated. So we'll see. Part of this is probably wishful thinking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that I want you to lose, so you know he doesn't. You know, say I'm hoping it. I I think I'm gonna lose. I hope Neil loses. So we're all just even here. But um, but yeah, we'll see. All right, and then our last matchup, our food matchup, we have the Edible Burritos and the, uh, or I Like PB&Js. I can't even call them the I Like PB&Js. I just say I Like PB&Js. makes it sound like I'm saying it, not the team. Um, so, um, right now we got the burritos. They're up 18.5 points because uh, Leonard Fournette decided that he's going to be really good at football now. So, um He's got 18.5 points right now, and that's definitely giving him probably about more than he projected. So right now, Richard is projected to be winning by about 9. 
Um, just going off of what, uh, letting, letting me go first, because you've gone off first the last few times. Um, I like Richard's team. I've kind of liked it from the beginning, um, even though I was afraid a lot about the, the quarterback position. Um, I think Tannehill has, does better this week than he has in the past. Um, and then, you know, Eckler has been good, but going up against a tough Baltimore team, you got James Robinson going, uh, A.J. Brown, who knows how he does. Uh, Terry McLaurin's been all over the place. Sam Darnold has looked bad recently. And then you got Tyler, who's really picked it up, you know. He's got Justin Herbert, who's been a stud, but going up against a tough Baltimore team. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's been much better. Um got Zeke, who's been very good. You've got uh, Chase Edmonds. you got Stephon Diggs, Deontay Johnson. Uh, you got a lot of a lot of different guys going for for Tyler. Uh, man, it's it's tough. Uh, I give the slight edge to to Richard just because I really like um, you know I just really like Eckler, and uh, I feel like his quarterbacks get it right, but Man, it's something about having that Herbert and Rogers pack that just makes it really hard to pick against. Right. Her, makes it really hard to get pick against Tyler. So you you pick, and then I'll make my I'll make my final decision. So this one is the hardest one I think to pick because the team builds are so different. Uh, one heavily prioritizes the quarterbacks, and one has you know. Basically, everything else is better besides the quarterback, so it's just kind of like balances out, it feels like. Um, I do, like you said, like Eckler, I think he edges out Zeke. However, looking at the other side, Stephon Diggs hasn't been what Tyler probably hoped this year, but, you know, he's Stephon Diggs, and he's playing against uh, Tennessee defense who's given up a lot of points to receivers um, so I think this one for me I'm looking at Rodgers compared to Tannehill and Herbert compared to Darnold now that Darnold has finally come back crashing down to earth um, I'm going to take Tyler in a close one well, I guess just because you took Tyler, I'm going to take Richard, <laughs> just just to be polar opposite. Um, but like I said, it's a toss-up. Like This is the toughest one, I think, like you said, um, just based on how the teams are constructed. Um, I liked Richard's team a lot at the beginning of the year, and I knew Tyler like, at the beginning of the season. um was kind of overreacting that he had a very good team as well. And like I said, that quarterback duo is hard to beat, but... Uh, Man, there's some really good matchups this week. Um, so it'll be exciting. Hopefully there's a lot of, lot more uh, competitive matchups. Hopefully no more one-point heartbreakers. But, you know, it's, it's, it's entertaining that way. It just sucks for the people that lose. Yeah, but we're all on the wrong side and the right side at different times, except for Alex, apparently. <laughs> yeah, um, Alex is just always on the wrong side. Yeah, um, so. You can, print the, you can print it. Press the t shirts, Alex, one in five. So, 
so so that uh, that does it for um, the week five preview and the week uh, week five review and the week week six preview. Jake, any uh, final thoughts that you want to say before you uh, you uh, sign off? I did um, doing my research, getting ready for the pod. I noticed that our last place team through five weeks has more points than our first place team. And if that's not an insane stat, I don't know what it is. So, there yeah, you go. That, that is, uh, <laughs> that's very interesting. And like I said, you know, um, people people have complained about the power rankings, and, and rightfully so. I don't make them. I just stick the stats in there, and that's what they poof out. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, being, being able to kind of see, like, the consistency rankings... And, uh, like, just easily saying, like, oh, yeah, this team would have won uh, this many ma- Like, freak one, it was easy, right? Okay, this team would have won uh, six out of the – or was the sixth highest scoring team or the fourth highest scoring team, so they would have beaten five other teams in the league and lost to three other teams. Like, oh, that's that's pretty nifty. But you really see, like, it's taking more into account than just uh, the, the scoring or the wins. It's – Taking into account like um, those two things and how you've done recently, um, what your roster or what fantasy pros thinks your roster looks like for the rest of the season. So a lot of a lot of things being mixed in there. But um, you know, like I said, it's, it's I think it's cool um, as we get closer to the halfway point, which we're we're kind of getting there. You know, uh, we're in week six. We've only got we've got 14 regular season weeks, so two more weeks, and we'll be past the halfway point. Um, God, looking at week 14, you and me play each other, so that's that's quite fun. Um, so it's gonna be uh, like I said, we still got a lot of a lot to go and listen to this. So in <laughs> week 14, you and me play. Um, then we got Neil and Alex, which <laughs> Neil, like you said, Neil's the first first team but Alex has scored more points than Neil's team then we've got uh, the three and two true dogs and the two and three burritos the three and two sloths versus the two and three uh, Winchester's worst the three and two are PB and J's versus the two and three wasted players so um, if the trends continue that everybody continues to be in the middle of the pack then then uh, week 14 could be uh, very <laughs> very entertaining I'm sure it will be you know we're always very Yeah, but uh, like I said, we'll keep you up to date as as we get closer and closer. I'll be uh, pointing in playoff odds, uh, especially as we get closer uh, to the end. I'll be kind of running off like your simulations of this team needs this team to lose and needs this team to win and so on and so forth. So um, be looking out for that as we get closer and closer to to playoff time. But uh, Jake, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I know the people love hearing Mac, but they also love uh, when the when the three time champs get together, and uh, it's I was, it's always a joy to have you on. Absolutely, thanks for having me. Well, guys, uh, best of luck this this week. Um, hopefully, no more one point heartbreaks, but a lot of good matchups to be excited for this week. So, uh, this is Hunter Farrell with the Smyrna Churchman Fantasy Football uh, Podcast signing off.